for leaders on the grow. So we're back with season four, episode five, and we're doing something a little different. Mike's not with us today, um, but we are going to finish those leadership myths at a later time. Today, we're going to be talking about something that's been near and dear to my heart, and that is courage. I don't know really why, but something that keeps coming up over and over in my conversations with other people is the ultimate challenge of leadership which I believe is courage, acting with courage. I think that is what's the hardest, one of the hardest things about being a leader. And so this morning I penned a blog um, about courage and I wanted to share it with you over this, um, over this podcast. So I hope you will find it intriguing and maybe it will lead you to some great conversation. You know, Most of these thoughts came from conversations I was having with one of my sisters. Um, The three of us, you know, we all um, work in different, we all work in different fields, but we talk a lot about our work um, because, you know, working with other people, helping people achieve their best, um, being a part of a team, regardless of what field you you work in, there are some uh, commonalities in all of that. And so it's not hard or difficult for us to translate um, our individual experiences across each other's practices and professions. Um, But in one of my conversations this week, I was telling my sister Tanya about a book I read that my superintendent, Kelly Cox, gave me um, and said, hey, you've got to read this. This is a great book. You'll love it. It was Michael Fullan's book, Nuance. And Um, And the subtitle is Why Some Leaders Succeed and Others Fail. And I have to say, I loved it. It was such a great book. You know, one of the things it talked about is how great leaders are nuanced. Like they do have have, um, the characteristic of paying attention to detail. And, you know, I've always sort of been... um, interested in why folks either describe you as a leader in one of two ways. Either you see the big picture, you're not a detailed person, or you're a detailed person. Um, And that book made me feel like, yeah, it's true, you can be some of both, which is how I would describe myself. Um, I think I can see the big picture, but I also think about the details or the steps and methods um, that'll be required to to accomplish something. So I love the book. It was such a great read. Um, Actually, I sat down and read it in a couple hours. Um, it's not something that would take a lot of time if you have a couple hours to read. Um, but it was very moving. And my favorite quote from the book was that leaders lead and learn in equal measure. I think that's so true. And I'm always, uh, challenged by folks who are leaders, um, but don't really live out the whole lifelong learning piece. That's always very interesting to me. Um, their their execution of lifelong learning is if they get to go to a conference, um, if it's something required for work where I feel like, you know, my curiosity doesn't allow me to wait for professional learning opportunities. So I just seek those out for myself and I read and uh, talk to other folks and look at uh, articles and books. And I'm, of course, always on Twitter trying to see what I can learn Um so I think, I think the book was great, and I would definitely recommend it if you are a student of leadership. But in my conversation with my sister, telling her about the book, I said to her, you know, 
as we were discussing some different things, I said, you know, this just keeps coming back to me that the ultimate challenge, one of the ultimate challenges of leadership is courage. Um, It's no secret. Leaders have to make hard decisions. They have to conduct courageous conversations and we have to nudge folks beyond their comfort zones. And that can be difficult. It can be really hard, especially if uh, you're nudging and pushing um, your, you know, helping folks reach their maximum potential isn't seen as well-intentioned or folks don't see it as a manifestation of you caring about them both personally and professionally. And I think sometimes we underestimate or give uh, low attention to the fact that change is hard for human beings, that going beyond our comfort zones, comfort zones as um, corny as it might sound, is really uncomfortable. We don't like change. Change is hard. We like predictability, respond well to routines, children or adults, all of us, you know, those things work for us. And so when we're pushed beyond that, when someone asks us to do something different, it can be really difficult. And often it appears as resistance. But resistance, I think, isn't just a massive explicit refusal to to sign on to something or buy into something, as we like to say in leadership. Sometimes it can be, uh, you know, an uptick in anxiety. It can be a feeling of feeling overwhelmed. It can be indirect avoidance. Some people become paralyzed when they're asked to change. They feel like so much is coming at them so fast, they don't know where to start. And their response is to do nothing, which is something I like to call paralysis. But for those of us who are leaders, our challenge is to not let these facets of human nature, these feelings that we all have when we're asked to change, drive our efforts. Instead, our challenge is to lead others to a new level of performance by acknowledging what it is they're telling us that they feel and affirming that they have the capability to proceed through the change with success. Um, In my blog, I write, Our challenge as leaders isn't to disregard what others feel, but to help them move forward in spite of what they feel. We do this when we acknowledge the difficulty in something and accompany that acknowledgement with an affirming confidence in their ability to achieve it. It may sound something like this. I know this is really hard, and it's a big shift in the way we've always done things. But I also know that you're more than capable of doing this. I believe in you, and I'm going to help you get through this. You can do it. So I think the way in which we acknowledge that change is critical. Um, You know, so often what I've seen from leaders when they sense what is often called resistance that manifests itself itself in different ways, as I've said earlier on this podcast, so often what I see is not a necessary acknowledgement, but almost an anger, a backlash is, can't believe you don't understand this. You're, you're not brought in. Um, you're not on board. This is the way the bus is going. And I think sometimes we have to just say to people, I know this is hard. I know this is difficult, but you can do it. And this is what I think we'd agree that this is what we need to do to make the best uh, of our situation, to improve things for our students, to improve learning, to improve practice. And that's That can be hard, but I believe in you, and I know you can work through this. Uh, I think that's a completely different way of thinking about change and thinking about um, using courage in your leadership. So I just recently, you know, began to think about this. Um, 
And the thing that really challenges me around this is that sometimes it's not even that leaders respond to it with anger about resistance, but they give in to it. They, their empathy becomes sympathy. And because people are having a difficult time with it, they change direction. They, um, they might um, shift and say, you know what? You don't have to do it anymore. They become inconsistent, perhaps, in monitoring it, uh, the change that's supposed to be happening or helping folks, supporting people through the change. And so we have to be careful as leaders that when we sense that people are having a difficult time for, for, with change, um, a change that we've asked them to take place, that we operate with courage. We have to be careful to make sure we're using courage to lead us. Um, Sometimes that lack of courage manifests itself in leaders by them saying, you know, yeah, I know we have to do this, but it's not me. It's them. It's it's the people above me. It's the central office. It's the state. It's whoever that says we have to do it. And, and one thing that I think can be very dangerous is that when we as leaders don't own the change that we're in charge of, neither will the people we're serving. So as soon as we offset that or shift that off to, you know, yes, I'm told that we have to do this, but I don't own it. They just told me we have to do it. Then we give folks permission to not own it either. And that can really impact what it is we're trying to do. Um, But courageous leaders don't do that. They operate differently. They acknowledge the feelings of others, but they are willing to endure the process of change. And they understand that when you're shifting something, when you're changing something, whatever that might be, whether it's someone's thinking, whether it's um, shifting a culture, whether you're saying we're going to institute a new practice, it's long and arduous. And it's about staying with with it long enough to move. As I was writing this blog, I started thinking about when you're trying sometimes to take something apart, when you have a wrench and you're trying to loosen a bolt or a nut, and you can feel like, man, this thing is on so tight, it's not budging. And if you just keep working on it, if you keep working on it, you might even have to get some WD-40 or some sort of lubricant to help loosen it. But if you work on it long enough, what happens? It eventually loosens up and you are able to move it. I see operating with courage as a much similar thing. Um, That when we stay with something long enough, um, when we persist, when we support folks through the process of change, we can shift what it is we intended to shift. And it's about stamina. It's about endurance. It's about letting courage carry you in those moments when you feel like you're being challenged the most, um, when it feels like everyone and everything maybe is not, things aren't going well. Um, people aren't reacting the way they should. We have to give people time to process things, and we have to give them time to work through that journey. And our job as leaders is to support them through that, um, but to exercise the stamina and the stay with itness that's required for us to make big impact. Um, and so, you know, like marathon runners train, we too have to train. We have to push ourselves for ourselves so that we can continue without falter, faltering. And I believe our ability to do that is really central to having a strong sense of who we are and what we believe. When you know who you are and what you believe, 
even in those difficult moments, your courage can carry you through. It can carry you through. Um, and I think that's so important. Uh, and so today I share with you as a part of our uh, podcast, just the ultimate challenge of leadership, courage. How are you exercising courage? How are you operating as a leader who is led by your courage rather than your fear, who chooses courage over anxiety? I, I think it's the ultimate challenge, and um, it's one that I'll have to take on, I think, for the rest of my leadership journey and that I intend to practice every single day because we know practice doesn't make perfect, but it does make permanent. So until next time, be you, be true, be a hope builder. This is Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Grow.